When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there and welcome to everybody watching in and tuning live. I'm joined by Ross. We are here live at Ibrox after Rangers have defeated Livingston 4-0. Yes, 4-0 in the League Cup. Um, Ross, I'm just going to start off with a really, really simple question. Obviously, post-match, there seems to be two schools of thought. One is, it's a 4-0 win. It's at Ibrox. We're through to the semi-finals of the League Cup and has scored four goals and the other school of thought is that performance still wasn't good enough where, where do you sit? I think I'm probably more towards the, the second point there the latter I, I, I thought if there was a lot of stages in that game where Rangers struggled again mm-hmm. um, I think they started well in the first 15-20 minutes and managed to get the goal I know it's a controversial decision leading up to that goal but they managed to get the goal I think it again comes down to Rangers typically taking their foot off the gas after 20-25 minutes. And I think they really struggled to find it again throughout the game. I know they've ended up scoring four goals, but I mean, we can just be honest with each other again and say it probably wasn't a 4-0 game. I think we've seen that when Livingston came here in the league as well. It probably wasn't a 4-0 game that weekend. We've just yeah. seen David Martin deal in the press conference. <laughs> yeah. say, he asked everyone who, who was here for the last game and he said, oh, you, well, you can just use the same press conference. It's very much the same thing has happened again. So... Yeah, I, I still think there's a lot to work on for Michael Beale. I'm sure we'll get stuck into some of that. But the, the 4-0 is a, it's maybe took a wee bit of pressure off from because the, the Ibrox crowd have seen some goals tonight. But mm-hmm. there's a lot more to do in this Rangers team to, to get them back up to the level where we need to be to, to win trophies, big trophies. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair point. I think the pressure is off Michael Beale a bit. But there was still murmurings of discontent amongst the support, including myself in that, that I was just, at times of that, I was nearly asleep watching that game. Like, there's no point in line about it. Like, it was it was so boring, again. But, again, he's hammered the point home. It's four, what was it he said? Three games in ten days, which is something that they, they, they all keep saying, you know, um, and by, I mean, like, the Rangers management team, the players and stuff like that. Um, something you touched on there that I do want to come on to was... 20 minutes into that game, I thought the first 20 minutes were brilliant. I, I think I even I, I maybe have wrote down an expletive in, in my notes that, that you got to see because I could not believe that there was recognisable passages of play within in that game. And then 20 minutes, we just stopped. I think Livingston maybe made a tactical change, but 
why do you think round about that 20 minute? I think you even said it yourself, round about that 20 minute mark, we just, it was as if we stopped playing. Was it because, do we think the game's done? Not that we think the game's done, but do we think we need to just sit off? Which I think that, I, I, terrible, I can't remember the Livingston player's name that was out there, but something that he said was, you know, once Rangers get that first goal, they're just going to sit back. I've never heard an opposition player say that before. What is it? Why do we switch off after 20 minutes? I think it was Sean Kelly in the in the press conference of Livingston there. It was quite refreshing to hear. He was really honest about the game. Um, and it's definitely not it's something we've seen before from this Rangers team. Now, I think it comes down to the approach that Michael Beale is going for. And we're not, we're not going to be this, you know, high energy team, high pressing from the first whistle. That's just not the, that's not the football we're going to play under Michael Beale. He's not. Well, I mean, it goes against what he said when he first came in, right? But let's be honest, what we're going by this season, we're not a team that are going to press from the front all game. We're going to put the, the opposition under a lot of pressure. So I think naturally teams maybe get a wee bit more of the ball at Ibrox than the fans would like. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've seen that with Livingston after the 20, 20th minute, maybe 25 minutes. There definitely is an aspect of Rangers where they will set off teams. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand the approach here. It's not giving the, the opposition the ball for the sake of it. The idea is to try and draw them out. Yeah. You know, try and give them a bit of the possession uh, and maybe try and hit them in the break where the space is. And look, Rangers have scored four goals tonight. So Michael Beale might come back and he might say, you know, well, it worked, didn't it? The game plan has worked. But right. I, I think the Ibitz crowd are definitely wanting to see a wee bit more from the team. Uh, and it's, it's something that has been lingering over this squad for a while mm -hmm. where they just don't, seem to be able to, it's not necessarily just pressing high up the park and trying to go all over the opposition, but they just don't seem to play with the same intensity throughout the game. Mm -hmm. I, th I thought the first 20 minutes in terms of the style we were playing with was was good. It yeah, was good. Totally you know, there, there was a lot of good uh, interchange and movement between the players. There was slick passing. I think we've seen a lot of positivity from Ridvan down the left-hand side. There was good aspects of the game the first 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But like we've seen before, Kyle, the team take their foot off the gas. And it gives any other team momentum to get back into the game. And mm -hmm. thankfully tonight, we've came away with a victory and we're into the semi-final. And really, you, you look at it and go, that's what matters in cup competitions. You get you get to the semi-final, mm -hmm. you get to the final, you go and win it. But there's a bigger problem surrounding Rangers at the moment. Mm -hmm. So naturally, people are going to analyse the games a wee bit more than you usually would. <laughs> a 4-0 usually in a quarter-final, yeah. people would sit back and go, who cares? We're yep. through. Agreed. But just because of the feeling at the moment, there's just a wee bit more thought behind all of this. So... Yeah, like I said, there's plenty of work to do, I think. And again, I know this is a super, super difficult question, but on to the next game against Aberdeen, I, I know, again, it was hammered home at that press conference. I don't want to say we're down to the, the bare bones, but oddly enough, it was Martindale that said that he said five, five of Rangers' most influential players are arguably about, uh, sorry, arguably out uh, for this game. What? tweaks what 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 things are you expecting to be different against Aberdeen because they're they're a whole different kettle of fish against a Livingston team that had for the second game at Ibrooks zero shots in target I'll be honest with you yeah I don't think there will be a big difference I think Rangers <laughs> are going to play the same way that they've been playing all season and Michael Beale's going to hope that they he, he spoke about something in the press conference there which was quite interesting and he was saying that we've not necessarily changed the way that we're playing what has happened is a lot of players have left the club that totally understood the way that Rangers want to approach a football game. Um, and they've had a lot of new players come in and they're just looking to try and build those connections between the players. I understand that that, that, is, that is a viable, there's there's legitimacy behind that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I can understand why Michael Beale's coming there. In terms of the Aberdeen at the weekend, I don't expect to see much different from this Rangers team. I'm hoping to see 
again a, a step up from tonight and a, and a better performance again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we can hope for at this point. But are we still all? Are we seeing a style and a pattern yet of this Rangers team? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And I think Michael Beale in that press conference is he's trying to make that clear that he, that will come. You just have to give these players time to get used to each other and get used to each other's moves. Yeah. Genuinely, what did you make of that comment, by the way? I, I found that, me sitting there, I found that odd that he mentioned Morelos and Kent and all that stuff because these guys have moved on. I mean, we are, what, I think 10, 11, 12 competitive, competitive games now under yeah. our belts. Is it unreasonable for us as supporters to expect a team to have gelled by now? Because I think I would be expecting them to be gelled by now and that excuse just doesn't, wash with me anymore to be honest with you I don't think it's unreasonable to expect a higher level of performance from Rangers so far this season and maybe to see more of a style Um, we maybe sometimes underestimate the the impact that it can have within a squad with so many big players leaving you know Morelos, Kent, Scott Arfield these are big players within that dressing room You've then seen the likes of, he actually referenced there Antonio Cholak and he referenced Fashion Sakala. So I, I think sometimes we maybe, we maybe don't look at that side of it where you just want to see success and you want to see success straight away. Yeah. Um, so I can see where he's coming from, but I, I still believe that we should be seeing a higher level of performance from Rangers. And I'm, I'm conscious that I don't want this to be too negative to the podcast, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best because to make it. <laughs> there, was, there were certain aspects of the game tonight that were positive. Redvan, the main one for me, looked really good, really showed why he should be getting more minutes in this Rangers team. And, of course, Borna Barisic has had a really good start of the season. So that, that's what you want, right? You want yeah. competition in areas. But, yeah, I think, I think going back to it, it's natural that you want to see a wee bit more. And hopefully tonight they use it as, right, we've won 4-0. We've maybe, again, not played our best. But we've got another clean sheet. Let's really use this. Let's let's try and use tonight like we wanted to use the the real Betis victory, and let's kick on against Aberdeen this weekend, who are struggling right now. Okay, yeah. so I've got they got a good result last weekend, but up until that point they were struggling, right? So this is an opportunity again for Rangers to kick on, lay an marker down, and, and, and keep that intensity in the league. Yeah, I agree. Right, just for for Peter Piper, he said, "Do merchants four goals a clean sheet." Uh, sheep get as because you were mentioning Aberdeen there. I've accidentally said sheep there, but that's a another story for another time. Um, get a grip, yeah. I'll try, let's try and move on to something a wee bit yeah. more positive, Ross. Um, you've already touched on it there, but Ridvan Yilma is a guy I was a bit perplexed at the weekend as to why Barisic was, was on at left back, especially if we were playing a back five. But Ridvan Yilmaz was everything going forward that Barisic is not direct, willing to take a man on on the overlap, and then he scored that magnificent goal that I'm sure we'll come on to talk about. But what was your overall thoughts on, on Red Van Yilmaz's performance until he came off with cramp? I'll stress that tonight. Yeah, thankfully we, we heard in the press conference that it was, it was cramp tonight. Uh, Michael Beale confirmed that. So that's really good. That That's a positive. And that's probably to be expected, right? He's not played lots of football lately. And, and he put a lot into that game tonight, Red Van Yilmaz, which I thought was really encouraging. He had a lot of space on this left-hand side. Um, maybe Livingston wearing a aware of the threat, really, that maybe sounds a bit like David Martindale, though. I'm sure he understands all the Rangers players' strengths and weaknesses, right? But maybe so a player coming in, he's not played a lot of football. I thought he'd done really, really well tonight, Ridvan Yilmaz, and he really showed why he can be an asset for this Rangers team. I think him and Borna Barisic are very, very different fullbacks, yeah. which I, I which I think is a, is a good thing. A lot of people would maybe argue that you want 
you want similar fullbacks and when one comes out there, next one comes in and you're going to play a very similar way. But I actually think it's given us something different and it allows Rangers to get to the byline a wee bit more. There was numerous times tonight where Ridvan Yilmaz is bombing down the left-hand side. He's trying to get as close to the byline as possible or he's driving inside. It's just something a wee bit different. Just mm-hmm. gives us something else in, in the Arsenal. I just, I'm just really, really encouraged by Ridvan tonight. I, I think he's done himself you know, the world of good with that performance is I, I really think he can kick on now. Borna Barisic's got a bit of a battle on his hand, but that, like I said before, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want these two boys pushing each other. You And that, look, they both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses. But I think we might come on to it, right? That goal just sums up Ridvan tonight. The energy that he showed tonight was what I was encouraged with, the running power that he mm-hmm. had. I mean, that goal, he's taking it from inside his own half. He's not driven down the line. He's driven inside. Yeah. And he's, and he's, you know, went right by a lot of the Livingston players. I think Stephen Kelly was close to getting to him and he, and he couldn't get there. And look, it's a really good finish as well. So overall, yeah, really, really, I was really encouraged by Red Run tonight because I was actually really happy to see him in the lineup because I thought the rest of the <laughs> I know. Team, I thought the rest of the team was relatively safe from Michael Beale and I understand why. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought he took a wee bit of a risk with Red Van tonight. He could have easily went with Barisic and it's paid off for him. So the manager deserves credit for that. You know, that selection there and Red Van deserves credit for coming into the team and making an impact like that. So genuine question going forward, obviously we know the situation in European football, but who who would be your starting left back going forward given, I mean, because that was, I'm not saying Bona Barisic has had a bad season, I actually think he had a good season last season, I think he's been very steady, I think there's an argument that the defensive side of things has been the best that we've maybe seen yeah. of him yeah. in his time here, but he just does not offer what Ridvan offers, as you said. That directness. I actually think that Livingston were just not expecting him to be no. that direct, and that's why they stood off him so much. But going forward, genuinely, who who would you have as your your first choice starting left back? What a question! You didn't prep me for that one, so I'm going to have to think in the spot here. I'm <laughs> I'm chuffed with that. I, I I I'll be honest with you. Before the season started, I expected the Borna Barisic to start the season. I think I made that clear um, in all of our conversations, the group chats when it comes yeah. to the podcast. It was pretty clear. I felt that Borna Barisic would start the season, um, and he and he did. I know Ridvan's picked up some injuries, and Michael Bee was talking about that in his press conference. There, he's saying it's been you know it has been a bit of a tough first year for Ridvan. He's he's had a lot of injuries that have held him back, and so I. I expected Borna to start the season. I wanted Ridvan to start the season. And I, I think the reason why I, I would go for a Ridvan Yilmaz in this team is because I think James Tavenier is a different fullback to what he was a couple of years ago. He himself well, doesn't have the same physicality anymore to get up and down the line. And I think a big, re- a big reason why we have struggled so far this season is we've not had a lot of width. And I think... Michael Beale is expecting the majority of our width to come from the fullbacks, and neither of them are at their peak physicality anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a criticism, it's just what happens with football players get older, they don't have the same athleticism they used to. Mm-hmm. So for me, Red Van being that team is a good balance between Tavernier and, 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 and himself. I agree. So he's the one I I, I, ju- I think I would just like to see him get a run. He got a run at the end of last season. I think we're all saying, wow, there is a, there is a player in here. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that again. But at the same time, I think we all have to be honest here and say, Bonabarisic has done well this season. And I think you've pointed out defensively, I thought he was defensively immense against Real Betis. The mm-hmm. amount of clearances in the box he was getting his head on. Agree. He really has shown up this season. So, look, it's a tough one. I, I wish we had the selection headache throughout the rest of the team. 
but the two of them are, are, are clearly pushing each other, and, and that's exactly what I want to see. And 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 maybe we'll get to a point with the left back when it comes that you select one for the type of game. I don't think we've got to that point yet. I think Bonabaris is still the first choice, so mm. it's a tough one for me. I may be sitting on the fence, but I best way to put it, I'd like to see Red Van get a run the team at some point. Yeah. I said, I'm absolutely not sitting in the fence. In the league, I would have Yelmaz playing all day long just purely because he, he offers you something different going yeah. forward. And and that's exactly what we are lacking is in the forward areas at the minute. And that that's it. Uh, a few good comments coming in here. RFC72 says, for that goal, Borna probably stops halfway and passes back to the centre-backs. Um, Pete Lawrence said, Ridvan showing that he can take responsibility in a game and drive into space, which I think is an excellent point. I keep saying it. There's not enough players in this team that are willing to really take the game by the scruff of the neck. I, they play for Glasgow Rangers. Sometimes you just need to take it and go. And Chris Red hand here says, uh, Yilma is showing glimpses of a really good player. He just needs to stay fit. And, and yeah. I totally agree with that. But that sort of ties in nicely what you were saying with it just needs a run of games to, yeah. to build up that, that match sharpness. Um, another highlight totally off topic was finding out that Abdullah Sima his nickname for Ridvan is Riddy, which I will I will never live that. You down. enjoyed that a lot. Oh, I was game, laughing yeah. so much when I just heard them shouting Riddy on on that pitch. But um, that's a nice segue into to my next point there, Ross. Seamless. If you didn't notice, Abdullah Seamless is the next player <laughs> that I want to come on and talk about. Um, obviously, we saw him there in his his post match press press conference. Seemed really positive. He was quite honest with the fact that the second goal was uh, it was meant for an assist. I, I definitely thought he had that that wee smile on his face when he's going to say that he was it was a shooting opportunity there. But um, again, for me, I hate that word. I really hate it. But he's that raw talent that we always said with Fashion Zakala. But I thought tonight he, he played really really well and was the only other player than Yilmaz that was prepared to drive forward at times there's definitely something in Abdallah Seema I think I've said that since he came in I think that I think the problem you've got at the moment is he is a wee bit inconsistent but what is very difficult as a player I think sometimes is when you're coming in and out of the team how do you find that consistency he doesn't really playing the same area each time he plays for Rangers as well it's very different yeah. looks to be a player that Michael Beale feels he is quite versatile and he can play him in different areas I thought tonight is probably where he's looked his best on that left-hand side. I think sometimes maybe, again, it's probably just trying to find his confidence. He does maybe come back too often. He maybe takes a touch that doesn't really let, allow him to set himself and go forward. Mm -hmm. But what I really like from Adalasema is when he does get running, he's very, very direct. He's also willing to take on his man quite regularly, which mm -hmm. I really like. I mean, we've seen that tonight. Um, and he's also willing to put the hard yards in. Now, I know that for the first goal, there's an argument there's a foul, right? But he is pressing his man. He's putting him under pressure. <laughs> Let, no, no, no. I'm not letting that. There's only two people in the whole at Ibrooks that don't think that was a foul. You're one of them, and the other one's Abdullah Sima. Yeah, well, I don't want to go into it. I've been told all night that it was definitely a foul. From where I was sitting, it didn't look like a foul, but I'll, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say that everyone else has told me it's a foul, so it's probably a foul. Right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll put the, the, Rangers, the Rangers glasses are on for that one. But... That is the positive side of him, I think. Agreed, yeah, yeah, and it's, a, it's a really good finish. Like, a really good finish. I know how he gets there, okay, whatever controversy involved, but it's a really good finish. We've seen it for the, the goal against PSV as well. Abdassim has definitely got something, right? He's got something. Whether we're going to completely unlock his potential here at Rangers, I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, but there's definitely a player in there, and I think he's a player that Michael Beale's really going to utilise this season. I think he's going to play more than people think. Um, and I can see him playing in the... The European football seems like a really good stage for him as well. 
in terms of he's got a lot of pace, he's quite physical, he's willing to take on his man. And there's going to be times in Europe where we're under pressure and you need someone to be able to carry the ball and get you out. And I think he's got that. So, yeah, again, positive night for Sima. There wasn't too many positive from an individual level, I'll be honest with you. But the that left-hand side, Michael Beale pointed out in his press conference, he felt the left-hand side tonight gave Rangers a lot of energy and really, really went on and won them the game. So... Yeah, both players there on the left-hand side deserve credit. Agreed. And it's something like, it's that old adage we're going, oh, when Matondo is starting on the left and, and Barisic is starting on the left, I just don't think we have that dynamism that, that we saw mm-hmm. tonight and that that attacking attempt. Um, listen, so there's a few comments coming in here um, about Sima. RFC72 says Sima has to play out wide, looks much better out there. Um, Sima could be doing with a run of games. Robert Binney, yeah, and I think that I think they're both uh, fair comment. Um, I said we'll leave the, the 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 guys to talk about the goals and stuff like that in a, in a different podcast. There's maybe one other t- subject I want to come on tonight, and that was Roof obviously going off at, at halftime. The manager touched on it there. Um, we got a big list of injured players now. Um, I'm only talking about it because that's what people in the comments are talking about. I think that's Roof Cantwell. Uh, Lawrence, Raskin, Matondo. Am I missing anybody Kieran else? Dill. Kieran Dowell. Yep. Um, from that list, uh, two things: is it a concern now that that Cyril Dessers appears to be our only fit <laughs> centre forward? I think. I think from what we've seen so far from Cyril Dessers, it has to be a concern, right? Um, I, again, I always say this about football players: I, I'd like to think they will get better with minutes. Again, he's came off the bench tonight. It's a bit. It's been a bit stop-start from his Rangers career so far. He's turned up obviously in pre-season with an injury, and he's not been fit. And it just looks like he's really struggling to get to the level he needs to be mm-hmm. at. So I would probably say it's a wee bit of a concern. Um, really disappointing for Kmart Roof. Uh, again, I thought he, I thought he had a good touches, really good some nice passes in the in the first half as well tonight. And it's really disappointing to see him going off with an injury. But I think we all have to be honest and say we've. You would have probably expected this at some point this season from Kemar Roof based mm-hmm. on his injury. Let's hope it's not too bad. It's maybe a niggle. I would imagine if I think it's been confirmed as a groin injury, that probably means he's out till after the international break. I don't <laughs> think they'll take any major risks with that one. So, yeah, well, uh, uh, I think the two players that that worried me to keep were Sam Lammers and Cyril Dessers. Again, the two of them just look. They, they look short of confidence. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. They, they both look short of confidence. Cyril Dessers had that one in the second half where he, he drives into space. He's got an opportunity that it was left foot. He comes back inside. He then tries to go back out again on his left and he's and it's ultimately blocked, right? So I think I think there's definitely cause for concern there. Is there enough quality still within this Rangers team that we can go and win domestic games of football? Absolutely. Like there's no excuses. The mm-hmm. Rangers have the depth in the squad to still compete at this level and they should still be going and putting performances in and winning games, right? So it's not enough as an excuse. Mm-hmm. I feel for Michael Beale, he's lost a lot of his good players, but he still has enough there to go and deliver. So now we need to see, you know, there's there's a lot of talk around that Serial Dessers was Michael Beale's first choice this summer. Yeah. Now we need to see it. And that this is the opportunity Serial Dessers has to grab it and he needs to show why he's a Rangers player. Yeah. Totally agree with you there. It's just... I just don't know exactly what it, what it is about him. I, I think Lammers and Dessos, for me, just look like they're trying too hard at Sam times. Sam Lammers definitely looks like he's trying too hard. That That is the one thing I would say about him. Serial Dessos, for me, I think they've both got confidence issues. I think his mainly confidence, confidence issues, should I say. Sam Lammers is just, I think he's feeling the pressure at the moment. I think he understands the, the, the negativity around him. 
uh, when he's playing and in the crowd, there's a lot of frustration. And I think he is trying too hard. Just go back to the basics. Yeah. Control the ball, play it, move, try and impact the game around the box because I think that's where he looks his best. Yeah. And again, you've seen tonight, he's dropping in really deep. I'm sure he's been told by the managers to do this, by the way. 100%. He won't be doing it himself, right? Yeah. But I just think he came over to that right-hand side in the second half again and I just thought he struggled. Yeah. So the two of them really just need to, to focus. They're both going to have a run in the team now, so hopefully that should help them. Yep. So it's up to them to go and grab it. And, and I promise you, I have not set this up. But these comments have come in. John Robertson, loveliest we should this us up for how bad he is. Bill can't allow that. RFC 72 is loveliest, our best fat striker now. And Chris Redhan says, time for Loveless. Is it time to unleash the Zach attack? I, I think you've maybe had people planted in the comments tonight, Joel, <laughs> for your opinion to come through. Uh, no, I, I don't... I'll be honest with you, I don't think Zach Lovelace is ready yet. Um, I've seen quite a bit of him for the B team. I'm not sure he's got enough uh, to to make an impact that we want at this level. And you definitely want to bring boys through when they're ready. Um, you don't want to just throw them in when, because it, it can it can have a negative impact on them, right? If you, it's, Yeah, so won't go into that too much. I, I don't think Zach Lovelace is the answer at this point. <laughs> Having said that, we might come to a point where he needs to be in and around the team and he needs to play minutes. And look, if he does, I'll back him and I really hope he does well. But I'm not sure we're quite there yet. We probably still have enough within the squad in terms of a number nine between Serio Dessers, Sam Lammers and Abdallah Sima that will probably be able to make the international break. Yeah. Yeah, again, I I, I know I, I jest about always wanting to to get Zach Lovelace in there. I do. I think every time I've seen him for the B team, he's a, he's a real, real good player, but he just doesn't have enough experience at this level, as you said, and it would be mental. But I, I certainly think he'll be, be on the bench for, yeah. for a couple of games, which is always good to see uh, some of our B team and academy players featuring on the bench. Um, look, finally, I think the, the last thing I want to ask you about, Ross, is how do you react to, obviously, we've, we've drawn hearts, um, in the semi-final, a game at Hamden, uh, which is quite a few players in that squad won't have experienced for the first time. Um, are you looking forward to that game? And, and is Hearts the team that you wanted out of all the other teams in the draw, would you have said? I think at the moment I would have probably picked Hearts, but a lot can change between now and when we play that game at Hamden. So there's, there's probably not too... It's not really worth looking too far into it. Um, I, th- I think for the, the League Cup this season, we all, we're all we all well aware that, that Celtic aren't in the competition anymore and they've exited. So for Rangers, this is non-negotiable. They need to go and win this competition. Um, I think it comes down to... Now you've got to the semi-final stage, the performance aspect doesn't really matter. Michael Beale just has to go and win this. He needs to get this on his record. I feel for him because I don't really think he'll get a lot of credit for it if he does win it because mm. it's just very much you have to do this now. Um, but that's the way that's the way it should be at Rangers, right? The the expectation is to go and win everything, especially domestically, right? So we have to we have to go to this semi final with Hearts. We need to win the game, and we need to go to the final. We need to win it. As simple as that. We haven't won the league cup in a long time, and we've got our, the best opportunity we've had in a long time to to win it. Celtic aren't in the competition, so yeah, non negotiable. Kill must win. Yeah, t- totally agree with you. We we have to win this. Um, and I think something else this season as well yep. for for, for Bill to, to still be in a job at the end of it. Um, but yeah, look, that just about sums it up. Um, can I say it's been a great game? No, but am I happy to have finally seen four goals at Ibrooks this season? Absolutely. I'm chuffed a bit. So listen, Ross, thanks very much for joining us. And again, what is another miserable 
rainy night at Ibrooks. Um, and thanks to everybody out watching there uh, and for your comments as always. I think the next pod will be back. That will be that will be Tommy and Craig at the weekend post match we'll right the here. Aberdeen game, yep, at Ibrooks. So, so yep. make sure you tune into that, guys. Uh, take care, everybody, and we'll see you all soon. Podcast Network.